Right, we are something else. Whatever will be. something else cb what's up man i'm doing all right kaleo what's going on today man? uh chilling literally it is day yeah. right <laughs> yeah. i'm not used to recording with the the lights still out it was actually uh, weird driving over here during the daytime right right <laughs> i almost got lost <laughs> actually i pulled up out front because like i <laughs> right it's like oh <laughs> pull, pull up the superfly setup and uh like I'm used to seeing it. It's normally rolling up here, 7.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30, you know, whatever we're doing um, Sunday nights. And I had to double check and make sure that even though I knew I was at the right spot, whether I was at the right spot, because mm-hmm. I was like, things are just th- always th- different th- in the I daytime. Think this is it, right? Right. <laughs> Superfly, what's yeah. up? Good, man. What's up, man? Hey, hey. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. You know, we uh, we had a little bit of a challenge yesterday. Um, you know, my, my, my youngest daughter... Uh, suffered from seizures, so she had a seizure mm. yesterday. But um, you know she's good; she's back to normal. So you know, yes. prayer hands up. Yes, yep. prayers and, up. Uh, yeah, we we still rocking and rolling out here. So hey, I can I can only imagine how how scary that is just to be in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hey, the Lord is is on all of our sides because we are here today doing a show. Right, and we were greeted by the little one on the way in. Right, we were. She showed us her her boo boos. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> and she looked like she's uh ready to go back to tearing up shit around yeah, right, here. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> Not to do it. <laughs> I know you're probably like, you know what, babe, go ahead, just tell whatever you want. Up. Just go ahead, just you got yeah. it, you got for about, it. For about five minutes, I was like that. Then I was like, I'm gonna take your ass back to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Need a chill. Yeah. Get you to chill. Come get out of here. You better go outside and play or something. <laughs> right. Um, man. So episode nine. Yeah. Wow. We are one more away from hitting double digits. Yeah. yeah. I remember turning nine years old and I was like, man, I'm almost ten. <laughs> but you know, I had still deal. another year, so I guess we gotta find something to do on nine until we get to ten. Yeah, yeah. So I guess as we're shooting from the hip a little bit again, we seem to do be good at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just us in the studio, no special guests. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. Back with just the original trio right here. Right. So if I tell you the name Christian Englander, would you know who that is? I don't. Nah. I, okay. I know. I know Zoolander. Zoolander. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Christian Englander. When I when I, as soon as I tell you what he's famous for, you're gonna be like, oh. That guy. <laughs> so Christian Englander has a lawsuit right now against Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Christian Englander is also the guy Dave Chappelle talks about in his one of his first sets on Netflix specials early last year, earlier this year. Was that late last year? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, when he says a guy threw a banana peel on stage at him. That's the uh, banana peel guy? Wow. That is the banana peel guy. And... and, he, and- He's suing Chappelle. Of course, he's suing wow, Chappelle so for. He's like, suing Chappelle for. Uh, apparently, he was roughed up by Chappelle's bodyguard on the way out when they were kicking him out of the show that night. Oh, suing for karma out there. Uh, exactly. Right. So he said that Chappelle's bodyguard. I'm doing quotations mm-hmm. because we still haven't confirmed if it was his bodyguard or not. Right. Put his hands on him and roughed him up on the way out, uh, and then Christian Englander also says that. It was not a racial 
act. There was no racial tone behind him throwing a banana on appeal to Dave Chappelle. Now, mind you, Trisha Englander is a white guy. Right. Dave Chappelle, who people who have been living under rock for a few years, well, is a black guy. I mean, raise your hand if you've had a banana peel thrown at you. By the way, all our, by the way, all of our hands are down. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what does it matter? Like, and one of the things that I think is really funny about this is in Chappelle's special, he talks about how the same dude threw another banana peel at another black comedian like sometime later. So it's not even like a, supposedly it's not an isolated incident. I don't know if that's real or not, but so when this guy is, is still walking this earth after throwing two banana peels, exactly. apparently. And he's got the apparent audacity to be coming after Chappelle. Uh, That's almost like the burglar suing the person's house he broke into because he slipped and fell. Right, right. Man, I mean, I kind of hope, you know, he gets his money. Because is there double jeopardy with civil suits? Can you, like, give somebody $10 million and then punch him in the face? Right, exactly. Like, you know what? Before I give you this check. Right, you I'm about to check you. You have to like, or or maybe it's like conditional. You know what I mean? You get you get 15 million if you allow anyone to punch you in the face for the rest of your life. You know what I right. mean? <laughs> I would be taking that punch exactly. for the rest of my life. <laughs> but imagine being on stage and your job, you try to make people laugh. You're doing your job, right? Now, what we don't we, what we don't know is if Christian Englander didn't think Dave Chappelle was funny, if he wasn't laughing the whole night. But we don't know what brought this about. But just imagine being on stage, and next thing you know, you're in your skit, your comedy routine, everybody's laughing, having a good time, and next thing you know, you see a banana peel by your foot. Right. What 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 is your natural? I'm surprised Chappelle didn't jump off stage and punch the dude himself. Right. He's all yoked now. You know. What I, mean? <laughs> like, I wouldn't mess with Chappelle. I'm, right I'm now. not. Mess- like, and first of all, dude, you're in a room full of people who paid to see Dave Chappelle, so they're obviously Dave Chappelle fans. And also, have all three of us, we've been to a comedy club before, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen anyone eating a banana in a comedy you know, club? No. <laughs> <laughs> the healthiest comedy in I've never been to the improv and been like, let me get uh let me get a rum and coke um and a banana. Let me get one of the <laughs> bananas. You know how right are they? Is that, like, unless you're at what's that? Gallagher. Unless you had a Gallagher show, they probably had stuff like that. But But other than that, I don't think I've ever been to a comedy show where fruit was an integral part of you know anything. Didn't Dave Chappelle do Black Gallagher too? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, that's my favorite comedian of all time, right there, man. So Christian Englander. That's that's the guy's name. Um, So if you guys, yo PSA man. Don't throw banana peels at anybody, especially <laughs> black people. Let's go like, into let's go into the racial aspect <laughs> yeah, of that. Right. Let's, let's go into the racial aspect. <laughs> just says, real quick, he says there isn't a racial. There's aspect. There's no racial undertone there from what he says. Okay. But if we know that black people have always been compared to or even called monkeys, mm-hmm. uh, hello, right? You know, I, th- it's like we don't, I don't walk don't around throwing dockers at you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, or Ritz. I don't go around yeah, throwing right. Ritz crackers at anybody. Jeez, I just yeah, I don't crazy, know. Man. Just But yeah, he's suing. I we should follow this yeah. closely. Just right. to see what happens. We'll keep definitely. you up to date. Yeah, right? yeah definitely. <laughs> Christian England. Um Oh, let's talk let's talk some music real quick. All right. Um So you I don't know, you probably haven't listened to it yet, but I'll just start listening to it yesterday. Cardi B. Is it good? I heard I one song yet. on it's, the radio. Kind of fire. It is actually a pretty solid album. Comp- hey. You know, because there's a lot of hype going into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had these mixtapes. She's been featured on all these all these songs. I mean, hell, the, the Bruno Mars song, the finesse. Like she, yep. that's probably so, still one of the biggest records outside she, of Bodak at Yellow. At the end of last year, it was three top ten singles at the same yeah. time or, yeah. or something like yeah. that. It was something like that. Yeah. I mean, she still has the the whole uh, number one with the Bodak Yellow, mm-hmm. but we talked earlier, like the first episode, how her and Bruno Mars hooking up were that was. I mean, that's that's the crossover hit that right, you know right. you need. Mm-hmm. But you know, the album is solid. Uh, there's a lot of the stuff that you get, you know, with the whole Migos thing, you know, that that kind of style. And that's not my in particular, but that's. But there's also like some, some R&B cut on there. There's mm-hmm. a song with Chance the Rapper that's actually really nice. Okay. Um, but I think I think she didn't rush it. She put a lot of work into it. So whatever good thing comes her way, she deserves it because it was actually a, a well thought out album. Man. 
Um, a, that's on my list yeah, of check things to listen to. This we have a lot of like people behind her as far as like heavy hitter producers or songwriters. So I haven't read the production credits on it yet. I do know. That, I mean, there's some some nice beats on there. Some nice. We're like over intellectual into and was it over intellectualizing to Cardi B right now? Right. Just bear with us, but you know. But I'm just like it's all we got right now. Right. So, <laughs> but no, that leads us to that leads me to another question. Like, have you ever noticed there's only room for one female one, MC yeah. at a time? Yeah. Why is it got to be like though? that? I, I, it should be Rhapsody, but you know we ain't gonna talk about that. Right. You know. I mean, but, honestly, I mean, if we if we're going off of quality and subject content but uh, I mean? Jean Grey also just put out a record with Quelle Chris that it's a little bit too alternative for me for mm-hmm. my taste but you know she's another dope woman MC so do you, do you think Nikki's spotlight is is dimming no I mean it's, no you also have uh, uh, Remy out there still right you know I mean it's dimming until she come back out right. with some more stuff but I mean so Remy, Remy is out there but are you gonna say Remy is Better than is is Remy is Remy the one right now? No, I but mean what's, what I is think that? Cardi's that mean, in terms of like who's the most relevant at this popular. moment in time? Yeah. Are you talking about popular? Because yeah, like, I'm, I'm saying like yeah, yeah. it seems like there's only room for one, yeah, like one pop- one top tier one, and there's still gonna be a basic. Your other MCs are still in the game, like you mm-hmm. know, like you said, Remy's still floating around. Like she I means she'll put out hits. I mean she got bars, but she's not. Cardi B is the feature. Of yeah. features right now, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, just like Nikki was the feature of features a few years ago, right. yeah. But it's like, it's just, I don't even like it, like Cardi and you know, Nicki Minaj, those types of artists, they don't really get a lot of run in mm-hmm. my car, you know, <laughs> right? Right, but I mean, you are um, a DJ though, so I know, so. Yeah, I guess Cardi is probably the flavor of the month okay. right now. Um, but it is wild that you only get like one spot for that. Right. Um, and I think, you know, I, and it's also based on the type of music that, you know, some of these other right. artists make that it just that aren't fit for the party. Right. You know, now I will say that she did work hard for it mm-hmm. from, you know, if everybody knows her story. There's a lot of people pressing her up to release it earlier, too. And right. She was like, I'm, it's going to come out when it's ready to come right. out. Right. And I mean, hard work pays off, so yeah. she deserves it. If if this is her moment, however long she gets, she deserves it. So, but I kind of feel like she came. I don't really know her story that much, but is was she trying to be a rapper, or did did rap just come at the same time that the love and hip hop stuff Whoa. kicked off? And she was like, "Oh, I can ride this." You know what I mean? To well, I think it it all began with the 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 pole right yeah i, I mean some no, people no shaming you know no not, no not at all some people pay them pay their way through medical school you gotta do it to you know mm-hmm. and then some people just you know want to put out a hot album right and it pays off either way because i know doctors now now i know a rapper <laughs> <laughs> but whatever but and that's that's kind of tough too is a obviously there's always double standards when it comes to men and women oh, right. because right. i mean not that i've been invested in the male aspect of it, right. but she is overly sexualized. Exactly. She's like the she's like the it, what if, if cameo came out as a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Right. With the crotch joint, right? Exactly. That would be the male version of Cardi B. Right. <laughs> oh, shout out to cameo. Right. <laughs> oh. Um. So that that could go into. Let's do local artists. So you know how hard it is. We've seen the the journey of Cardi B. We've seen the journey of Nicki Minaj. We've seen mm-hmm. the journey of of a little Kim. You know, sometimes you need to back into that. But there's, there's a lot of dope local artists in the right. DMV area who who get. I think first of all, DMV has a bubble. We we're, we're caught a bubble right now as far as the type of artists we put out because everybody associates go go with DC. So everybody right. thinks that we're going to get that type of pocket of an artist mm-hmm. but the dc underground scene is from what i've heard and listened to is more earthy than that like there's a lot of like grit and grind like earthy mm-hmm. artists here um one of one of the ones that i i went to elementary school with ken star like he's mm-hmm. we're trying to get you on the star Going still back. ken you know <laughs> low budget here. low right. budget yeah mm-hmm. odyssey all those guys ben brown yeah Kev Bryant, all those guys are like 
grit and grind, like earthy artists. I mean, people put the the term like neo soul behind people who have like a conscious mm-hmm. or who dress differently or who are not caught up with bling and all and all that. But these guys are like true. They have a message behind what they're saying. Mm-hmm. The salt of the earth, right? Rapper, you know salt. I mean? That's that's right. a good term. Salt mm-hmm. of the earth. But they don't get the shine, right? Yeah. I mean, we were talking about that on on my la- on the podcast that'll be coming out on Monday, or I guess it will be last Monday for you guys. But um, Superfly Friends plug. Oh, here we go. Hey, no, <laughs> no, no. I was waiting for it. Uh, I was waiting for it. The homie DJ Style is just around the the whole issue. You know, it's kind of a mis- been a, a long running like mystery about like why DC artists don't get um, the the you know the the spotlight shine on. Or the we, push. we might get yeah. one. But like like a Wale, for example, has to right. go to MMG to you know. Right, I mean, he has to go to somewhere. Ascend. He yeah. has to essentially move to Atlanta, Florida, mm-hmm. California. Like he has to take, he has to come outside of where he's from right. to do what he has to do. Now, Logic, I will say, Logic is is a local artist. Mm-hmm. But that, is he seen as DC though, or like Def Jam? You know what I mean? Right, I right, right. Like a, I mean, he. So unlike Wale, who claims DC, right, and, and you know, like. Logic, well, he reps Montgomery County. Right. I guess, now, you know. Do we still have, like, I remember last time YouTube, um, YouTube, U, uh, U Street yeah. was like the area to to feature a lot of those those artists. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do they even, I haven't been to U yeah, Street in forever. Still, do they still do those things? It was Bohemian Caverns. Um, I'm not absolutely not, actually not sure about all the different open mics. There are those. Um, Up and Up has, a, um, has an open mic they mm-hmm. do once a month. Um, so there's still a bit of the U Street scene. I don't think it's the same because it's just you know as the whole scene around there DC, is changing. Yeah, yeah, nothing looks is, the same. Everything's changing up. Um, and, Damn you, but there's gentrification. Also like, there's there's a a split just like in the broader like hip hop context. There's a whole bubbling younger generation mm-hmm. kids that are like in high school, early twenties, yeah. um, like Q the Fool and like all these. There's a bunch of um, artists from here that are making a completely different type of music that's closer to like the trap sound. Right. And um, I kind of think they all kind of rap with the same cadence, but you know, I mean, right. hopefully they'll grow and get I, beyond that. And I think that's, I think another issue is no one seems to separate themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the, all right. So there's, there's gold link. Right. I think it's very different than all these other right, artists right, right, who's right. kind of been able to independently, um, and I'll actually have some commercial success too with crew. Right. Right. Um, but in, in shy glizzy, of course, like is out there yeah. too. Um, you know, fat trail has been having the legal issue. So he's kind of been in and out. Is that what his holdup is? I guess so. Cause I haven't mean, we been waiting for something from him for like a while now? Yeah. I think he's out now. Um, and recording stuff, but you know, I've seen a couple videos, uh, from him, but I think that's been kind of his, you know, his bag. Right. So I, I think the, the issue is just a way out. Mm-hmm. We don't get the the spotlight like again, like Atlanta does, because Atlanta's been on top for a while. Now it's, the question is, do we need it? You know what I mean? Like, it, right? It, I mean, and some people just feel like being feel like just that that point where they're at as far as being underground is good enough for them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. local, I mean, and just Sometimes be big local. Whole career like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um. But I know you, you know a lot of people always dream of being right on that next level, selling out arenas and all that. Yeah, for me, it's frustrating. Was like when you try to talk to like a lay person about somebody who's not into music like mm-hmm. that about local artists, and then they kind of diminish them. Like, oh yeah, I've never heard of them, so they're not important. It's like, nah, man. Like, take a listen to people it. that are right. brilliant out here doing. You know, it's like just because you don't hear it on the radio, you don't right. see it on television, doesn't mean it's not valuable. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. And I wish that I wish that we would take pride, at least a lay person who doesn't go to open mic nights, mm-hmm. at least, you know what I mean? Dig beyond the service and, you know what I mean, right. really give some of these artists a chance. And that also goes to, like, away from the music thing, there are a lot of talented people out here doing great things huge things and like there's no spotlight on them right and yeah. they'd rather give their t- like there's um what do they call that the writers mm-hmm. um ghost writers yeah there's a lot of dope ghost writers you never yep. heard of right skills right, right exactly right. 
local guy, right? But, and, but and he's he's one of those guys who's probably content where he is with the level of he's DJing now. Like he's oh, he's what, all over the place. Yeah, well, he, and he, I think he might be dropping an album soon or something. There's some setup coming for a big. Those guy, that soon. guy has bars, absolutely serious bars. Yep. And just, for me, it's always been weird too because you talk to like you said everyday person. They're like, yeah, I never heard of him. I'm like, well, the artists that you like seem like they were built in a box, yeah. like and like they didn't they didn't tour you know the you know the the bar scene and do mm-hmm. and do all that kind of stuff right like and they couldn't give a shit about montgomery county <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 right so i'm just saying like it's I'm it's just like, weird because for me me being in a rock band and playing a style of rock music that doesn't lend itself to me you know being uh, on a top 40 hit or anything do like that do people hit y'all with even i feel like that's a that's a thing that's in hip hop do people label you guys that's a local band and you right. know what no. i mean that's a this is a dc band or a, a montgomery county band like, do you even yeah. get that kind of label so people will ask and we'll be like i mean we just rep the dmv because we've had you know people that we were based out of montgomery county people based out of northern virginia mm-hmm. and we play a lot of shows in Baltimore. So, you know. It's, now, it's is there a lane for underground rock artists? Yeah. Oh, but do they even call you? I mean. They, 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 it's they, like they, all of rock is now underground. Though, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's different. Like, um, like when I was in high school, the perception of being a rock star mm-hmm. is what it is today now to actually just be one of these SoundCloud rappers. Like right. that's like these dudes, you know, like that, like rock stars aren't in rock music anymore like that's no. the way that i feel right. um the there, there are plenty of bands within the style of music that my band plays mm-hmm. and that we like to listen to that at least from the outside looks like they're doing very well for themselves mm-hmm. touring all the time putting on um you know festivals to raise awareness mm-hmm. for certain things and things like that um but it's not like if if you're if you see a band and they're touring for just years it's normally because they have to tour right. because that's the only way for them to actually be able to make it but that's money. that's so. that's the game of the business anyway a lot right. of people only able to clear checks through mm-hmm. performing right. on tour because the industry has you know these record labels used to i mean now mm-hmm. that there's a lot of independent things going on Right. Record labels used to have con- full control over album sales. Yeah, you know they they're recouping those advances. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for you guys, is Baltimore the scene for underground rock bands or like where, where do local rock bands seem to be? Because again, let's say U Street right. seems to be a, a hip hop kind of thing. You know, open mics and stuff. But mm-hmm. where's the the scene for? Rock bands. So I mean, nine thirty club used to always okay. bring in like a ton. Um, you could always find local artists playing there too. Um, we used to go. What used to be Jack's nightclub, and then was the Empire, and is now is just like something. I think it might be like some Moroccan restaurant or something. Yeah. Now I don't know what it is, but there there were play the Pinch in DC. Mm-hmm. You can you can find bands coming through there. Um, I mean, but up in Baltimore, you have the Auto Bar. You've had, you used to have like Sonar Lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, they got they got there, there's plenty of places for them to play. Right. Um, and in terms of and there are like uh, down, maybe closer down towards Richmond. I know that there's a bunch of places down there, um, like Canal Club, some of those spots. So there certainly are specific venues that you generally see a lot of these artists in this you know genre um coming through um so there's there's a spot for it but it's it's more spread out i would think who does you guys booking we do it all ourselves so we'll generally um because we've worked with specific promoters and stuff in the Mm -hmm. past and so if they know that we can bring out x amount of people to a show we'll get we'll have you know things in our inbox online people emailing us like hey it'd be if you guys think you can sell this number of tickets like would you be interested in jumping on this lineup and it's normally that's normally how those things go like we don't like uh, like we may request to be put on a lineup but more often than not it's you know it's like hey we found this spot that we're looking for a band that you guys fit like would you guys like to do it and it's funny because for the style of music we play it's very common that we're either the softest band that's there or (laughs) or 
or we're like by far the heaviest band. <laughs> and it's like so funny because we're not changing anything, right. but it's just, you know, because yeah, I, I sing on the courses and, you know, I'm not like screaming and yelling the entire time. It's right. like, oh yeah, it, you know, it, it lends itself to a wider range of mm-hmm. artists and musicians that we could play with. So that's always, uh, that's always been our experience though. Just uh, people actually hitting us up and being like, Hey, and I you, imagine you would because fit. you sing, you bring a lot of the women out. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, I'm not gonna say that um, that hasn't worked in my favor. So, <laughs> uh, salute to you. It's like, hey, because um, then I get people hit me. I was like, oh, you're a singer, and I'm like, ah, I mean, I wouldn't stress it too far. And then they're like, oh, well, can you sing Bruno Mars to me? And I'm like, what do you think this is? <laughs> everyone's, everyone's always asking for a song. <laughs> everyone, everyone wants me to write a song about them. You know, everyone like all that kind of stuff, which is it's it's fun mm-hmm. and it's funny that people think that it'd be flattering for me to do something right. like that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so. Does any one of y'all stand out as manager or just just kind of a collaborative effort? It's pretty collaborative. Um, we've had different periods of time in like our lifetime as a band mm, okay. where one person has taken that on more so maybe than the others. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still coming back to the group and being like, Hey, would you guys, would everyone want to be on this set? Like, and things like that. So okay. it's all like, for the most part, we're not playing shows unless everyone is down to play that show. Feel like we have enough time gotcha. to prepare for it and everything like that. Gotcha. Uh, do you guys get any monetary, uh, I mean enough to like enough to just go back right into the band. So okay, it's okay. like um, cuz our whole thing has always been uh yeah, we'll have t-shirts, but they'll be cheap. Like right, like we're not we're not looking to make money. We're looking to just spread, you know, our our name, out, the name out there and there. everything like that. So people you a lot of our like if you want to call it marketing ideas mm-hmm. are hey People are going to come to these shows. They're going to say, oh, man, all these other bands are offering $20 T-shirts. This band over here, they were pretty dope, and they got a $5 T-shirt. I, you know, I, can, right. meet, I can get two of those. Right. So, um, and you know, for us, like we, we haven't put anything physical out. Like Everything is just digital. We're just like, hey, if you guys want to go, we're on Spotify. We're yes. on YouTube. You can download it for free from here. I'm like... For us, it's never really been about the... One like, second. Yeah. Speaking of which, we are something else there on go. those platforms as well. W-E-R-S-U-M-T-H-I-N-E-L-S-E. We're on all those platforms. Find us there. Listen, enjoy. All right. What were you saying? More of our velvety voices. Exactly. But... It's you know it's more so just about the getting the exposure out there because there's a lot of people doing the same kind of thing and you you know it's one of those situations where you're either going to be heard or you're going to get lost in the wash. So speaking of a lot of people doing the same thing, Superfly, how do you book your your DJ gigs? Uh, Mostly mostly through word of mouth, Um, and then also recommendations from i guess that's word of mouth too but like past clients will um you know recommend me there's a bunch of cool um facebook groups now that i've been uh i've had the honor of being able to join where like um especially for weddings like brides will just post like need a dj and you could just say contact me right there and there's like there's at least like 20 per day that Mm. come out just in this area so I'll jump on those. Um, there's a lot of, you know, competition out there. Of course. But um, for me now at this point, like, of course, I'm doing it for the money. But I'll, it, the experience also has to fit me, something I'd enjoy doing. Right. Um, and, you know, working with, you know, a bride or a, a client um, that <clears throat> makes the whole experience enjoyable. You know what I mean? They'll appreciate what I'm doing. And right. you know. do you do you have a manager or do you? I tried, you know, shout out to Bree, you know, that's a little sub shot if she ever listens to this. Um, I haven't, my mom asked to manage me too. Um, And I haven't made that action happen. I I probably need one. I'd probably get um, more business. And it's a lot of work, like preparing for, um, like you got to do a lot of stuff, like meeting with clients, like especially for weddings. Like I like to meet with my clients at least once to talk through logistics of the wedding and all that stuff. 
Um, but like the whole I, the whole thing around like getting contracts and deposits and negotiating the rates and all that right. stuff. There's a lot of work that goes into that, and I feel like I probably would be able to be much more. Um, I would have better deals work out on my in my favor mm-hmm. if I weren't the person doing it. I got because I am concerned about trying to land the gig and right. keep a good and relationship. You need somebody to, to, to just be like, "This is what it costs, motherfucker." Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. right, right, <laughs> right. right. You know? And I, I can see that. I mean, because again, there's a lot of people doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like with even with when we get the auxiliary going, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, pushing getting people to to push your product right for you without you having to do i mean granted yeah i'm gonna do it all day because it's my yeah. product but having somebody else just out there that's their that's their job is just to push 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 no matter what yeah i can only imagine how much easier that would be and it's also like so the thing is once if someone sees me play that's my hook you yeah. know what I'm saying? Once they see me play they're like i want that dj right right, right. um and what what happens though is that you establish a relationship with people and then you know what I mean? You give them the rate and then they go, well, you know what I mean? Can you like, I'm going to get, what if I do two gigs this year or what if right. blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, look, man, you see me, you want me. Right. Right. Like, I don't care what the other person charged. You you're want to get what you get, what you pay for. You know, exactly. you, yeah. You already know right. what, the, what the value what is. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so do you want a $500 DJ right. or a $150 DJ? Right. You know? Cause that's the case. I'm bringing an iPad. I'm right. bringing a set of decent speakers yeah. and I'm making a playlist right. and I'm just hitting pause every time you want to talk. <laughs> yeah. But if you, you want know? this $500 DJ, not that that's, that's not your, I mean, whatever yeah. your rate is, but if you want to file, I'm going to give you the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, a personal experience. Pay, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pay what you, you know what I mean? Pay what you, pay for what you want. Right. You know what I mean? You right. don't want, you know, Pro wings, you know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> right. You want Jordans. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Shout out to Jumpman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever done um DJ battle? No. Um, Are you interested? Other than just uh some of the homies, um, I think about it. Like I thought that, like when I bought this, the latest um equipment that mm-hmm. that's up in in the studio. I bought it with the goal of eventually joining um, or, or entering into the uh, Red Bull three style. Oh, that'd be dope. That'd be sick. Um, so it's something that I have kind of on the checklist of things to do. I got you. Um, I put a couple things in the way of it, you know, with the auxiliary and the podcast. But um, I think I will at some point. Um, I'm not. It's not something I'm super into. I'm not like a scratch nerd type right, of DJ. Right. I don't even I'm, I'm not into. Oh, I can do this flare scratch or this crab scratch or this mm-hmm. dude is so, you know, awesome at scratching. I'd rather rock a party. That to me is a more right. fulfilling experience. Right. Um, but it's something that I think I'd be good at and, and be able to do, uh, just need to practice. You know? Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, and then I'll, I'll, I'll tune into a little bit that I know about DJ and well, at least with uh Superfly, I began to take, uh, some courses like I, I need to I definitely want to get back into it because uh, it's a very interesting I'm going to say hobby it's a very interesting job mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into it like you think you know music but when you have to break down music outside the lyrics to BPMs to right. you to, will destroy your love for music exactly like when music becomes rebuild it back up right. basically that's when, how it works when music becomes numbers and bars mm-hmm. on a computer screen, mm-hmm. it's it, it breaks or you're down. Just counting, you know, you're, yeah. you're a decon- you deconstruct music, music basically. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, all right, what key is this in? What? How right. many beats before the intro? Oh, this is you know what I mean. This is an and the time it just right bar intro. Yeah, dude. You're just, right, because I was at Cafe Eight last night. That's where most of you can find me on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Cafe Eight last night, and. The son of the owner, he don't listen to the podcast, so I can. I'm a dog. <laughs> so the son of the owner, he's he's the DJ now. Like you know, he bring, he's he's invested all his money into a a decent a decent like the best of the best probably um, equipment. Got the speakers and got the strobe lights hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And when you have money, you invest in the best, right? Mm-hmm. Not even learning your equipment, but this guy's up there. Just first of all, his his music catalog. Is about ten years outdated. Oh, 
Right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> he, I'm hearing he all DJing? I do is win, win, win. Huh? <laughs> Has he been DJing, DJing all the times yeah, I've been out there? Yeah, with the, is that the same that, dude? That's, yeah. God uh, damn it. DJ Retro. Because I they don't have nothing up to date. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, but, there, there's nothing wrong if that's what you're expecting. Right. But, but I'm talking you. But these. I mean, so if, if you're hearing all I do is win, 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 and you got you, it's a bunch of 20 year olds in there now. Right, and they're like, right. huh? What, what is this? But anyway, so. Oh, this song is a classic. Oh, God <laughs> <Right>. damn it. <laughs> That's the last thing these bands are going to hear. Exactly. So. But he's in there DJing, and the transitions he did last night from one song to another was absolutely ear gouging. So you're telling me he could use some lessons from Super Bowl. It sounds like a nice No, so what's going to happen? Think, think so, what's going to happen is okay. I'm going to invite Superfly out on All a right. Friday with us. Because last night, this guy, he let. Um, so last past two Fridays, he let another guy get on the on the DJs and just do a set. Okay. So one guy who's actually pretty big in the area, DJ Shallow, mm. he got on and he did the best he could do. Once he got off, he told me he was like, "Dude, this dude's music catalog is trash. I can't. <laughs> I couldn't do. I can't do anything. Right. But it's just like still getting on the untuned piano, and you're a much mm-hmm. better musician than mm-hmm. the guy that's on it. Right. You're still right. going to have a different shine because one yeah. transitions. And just knowing how to rock a part, like being able to pay attention to what people are doing. If you know this song's not gonna work, then we're not gonna spend too much time on this song. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. enough. Right. Uh, it's right. enough of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, staying on the local scene, let's um, a couple of uh, local favorite um, news anchors <laughs> were featured on one of the biggest radio show um, in in the U.S. Or maybe yeah. not in the world or um, the Breakfast Club. Yep. Shout out to those guys. They work hard for the spotlight that they yeah, have. Yeah. I mean, they, they kill the radio. They kill social media. They kill all those platforms just with the three of them and everybody else that works with them. But um, Best selling books Holly, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Holly Morris. Uh, yeah, shout out. Shout out to Holly. Allison Seymour. Shout out. Um, they were featured on uh, Charlemagne's Donkey of the Day this week. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, and, wonder, and, is Charlemagne checking for DC... TV like that's exactly. so random, yo. Like it's very random. Then when you see see it pop up on YouTube, like what? Right. You're almost proud that it hit at home. It's like wow, DC's on the map. But you're like, oh wait, Miss Donkey today. You're like, what did they do? So oh, I'm gonna break bro. it down. So we're gonna talk the main story of why they were there, and then we're gonna talk about the reason they are there. So Monday this week, there was a news story featured about a young uh, black kid who applied to the top 20 colleges out there. I don't know if they were all Ivy League or whatever, but they were the top 20 to get hard to get into. And he got accepted to where, all. Do you, do you know where the kid is? Where Because there was another story about, it was like, not 20. It was mm-hmm. like eight, but it was a kid out of Baltimore. I saw that one, yeah. So, no, but, so, it's, but it's a different, different kid. Yeah, different, I mean, different kid. Shout yeah, out so, to both those guys. So this though. guy got in the 20. All twenty, Killed. and there's a um, social media clip of his boy, him and his boy celebrating. He's walk as he's walking down the hallway or something in school, but he's that's a big deal, a cause man. to celebrate. Yo, that is a big deal. It is yo. huge I will, deal. I will have to say though, now that I'm I'm listening to it, yo, it take it probably costs like on average maybe I guess two hundred bucks to apply to uh, a college. Yeah. To apply to twenty of you spent four G's. Right. Well, some of it could have been waived at college fairs. Yeah, right, we don't right, know how. Yeah. Right. But again, if he had to pay for all twenty. I mean, he. Well, I mean, that's that's, that's what was well a, to do. Yeah. Your your you four know. grand to have a full ride or something. Yeah, uh, one of those probably end up working itself right. out. Yeah, but so it's, it's yeah. always good to have options. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was the main story, and then so the the main story became a side story because as the news anchors were reporting on it, um, Holly Morris. Uh, I guess I guess race is gonna play a point in this because of Charlemagne's uh, response. But Holly Morris, who is a white reporter, mm-hmm. um, she began to say, "You know, maybe it's me, but I feel indifferent about this. I feel like it's absolutely ridiculous that this kid report um, applied to twenty schools. Mm-hmm. You know, she thought that the the max number he should apply for was five or ten because you can only get a full ride into one. Okay." Mm-hmm. Um, then Alison Seymour, who's black, she goes, yeah, and I'm trying to encourage my daughters to do the same. Mm-hmm. And then Holly goes back into, you know, the Encur- kid. Was, encourage them to do the same as far as only applying to, to only five applying or ten? Only applying to, yeah, keep keep them limited. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Lim- limit, right. okay. limit the application. Okay. okay. 
Um, and Brian so the cause, but go <laughs> and then right, Holly, right, right. <laughs> Holly is saying, you know, the kid was obnoxious for doing all that. Um, you know, extra mile. Exactly. Okay. He's taking a spot away from other kids who probably really wanted to get in those schools. You can, he can only get into one, the full ride to one. And I don't understand that. What what is that rule though, dog? You can only get into one. Last time I checked, it wasn't a rule, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, and as, as long as, as classes the, aren't at the same time, exactly right. <laughs> and as and as Charlemagne said, uh, he was like, he's like, he's no, I'm no college graduate, but isn't it a waiting list? So like, if this kid doesn't pick the school, mm-hmm. wouldn't the next kid on that level get bumped up to, off of the waiting list? Right, right. Um, then he goes into that the financial aspect. Like, doesn't he have to pay for those applications? So Man. what does it matter? Right. How many he applied to? You know. So what? Sometimes overachieving. You mm-hmm. have you have. He was saying that the kid has to overachieve just to be average. Right. That's true. That's one hundred percent true. Also, yeah, it's kind of a racket the fact that you got to pay to apply to school. So I didn't mean to derail. No, 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 no. <laughs> but that's a bit of a damn hustle right there. Uh, I just thought about that. Dude, Col- college in itself is a hustle. Pay to apply. We are not, and we are not the ones winning that hustle. Exactly. Could you imagine all. if you had to pay to apply to a job? Like, <laughs> yo, right, right. Oh my. So no, wait a minute. You want me to give you? You're paying to apply to maybe hopefully in four years get this piece of paper to then hopefully right after that go back to start working at McDonald's again. Right, exactly. Because, you know, what well, the, these things don't, like, equate to anything. Job, they don't no, equate to anything now. <laughs> Shoot. Um, th- those are good points. Let's, we'll go back to that. But as, as Charlemagne was saying, right. you know, the, the financial aspect, and then he was saying to Allison, he was like, you out of all people should know that his his opportunities aren't the same as Holly. So mm-hmm. that's why Holly doesn't understand why applying to 20 right. mm-hmm. may have been, you know, right for this kid. Right. Hashtag black excellence. Yeah. I'm all for it. That's dope. Yeah. Right. Or, or mm-hmm. hashtag white privilege. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, so why not apply? And and if, and if you're that dope as a, as a student, grade wise and all that, why not? Oh, apply? Right. Exactly. Why not boost right. yourself? Right. We've all done something in our lifetime that we knew this is going to make me feel good at the end of the mm-hmm. day. And so what if I'm overachieving on it? Right. Like, I've, shine, I got friends that they that they applied to, you know, a couple, like a number. Mm-hmm. They had a number of applications themselves. And a couple of them included some astronomical dream schools mm-hmm. just to see, you know, just to see right. Right. what Why the not? answer would be. Right. So who cares if this kid is out here sending 20 applications out? Exactly. Because... W- would there have been a story if he had only gotten into 18 of them? Right. Like, it exactly. probably still exactly. would have been a story, exactly. but I mean, yo, if he was 18 for 20, it's like, oh, well, these other two schools, right. uh, what, what was he not doing right to get into those ones? And there's people out here stunting just because they got a nice tax return. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. If you go to the park right now between yo. February and June, you're going to see the most, you know, bottleless poppiness, you know, shiny rims having this. Right. People in the planet, like, new shoes right. buy. Exactly, oh, wait, that's man. At least, <laughs> at least he's stunting on something. He something that has like kind of real value, right? You right. know what I mean. And yeah. then maybe he comes from a family where none of his folks went to college or could afford college, right? Or you know, he's the first one to go. Like it's literally not just for him. In in a lot of these kinds of these cases, like it's not actually just for the kid themselves yeah. it's, yeah, it's it's firing everybody it's, else it's a lineage right yeah. here he's starting something exactly right? we, we talk about breaking the cycle from time to time that's that's yeah. what that's what this is and, and charlamagne goes in to say that how, how do you find anything negative out of this story right right but whatever the negative was they found it right, right. so hence they got the hee-haw mm-hmm. yeah and <laughs> all right I, I can't i'm not mad at that I, yeah and i, I well deserving mm-hmm. yeah i mean well deserving really why can we not just sit here and celebrate the kid for, you know, because now what does he got to yeah. do? He's got to choose one of these schools and he's actually got to right. go. Now and he's actually got to go and, and apply himself to, go to, yeah, yeah. to school. So, so, you know, like let the kid have his moment. And, you know, there, like we said, there are so many other people out here flossing on stuff that means so much less in the grand scheme of things. Shout out. Shout out to the kid. Yeah. 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 Good luck to you in school. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right. Uh, we we know. Talk, can we talk about the Howard thing? Did y'all? Did we talk about that at all? The dude who uh, oh who the, the uh, I saw that uh, uh, financial aid no for like, oh, like half a million my. dollars. Go ahead, give the story. Go ahead, give the story. Yo, give so the story. There's you know a new scam god out there. You know who. <laughs> 
um, <laughs> who, you know, managed to uh, finagle uh, like $450,000 from mm. financial aid mm. um, from Howard University over the period of like four years. And like not only did he get the money, but he was out there living on the gram. I mean, he had like pictures in front of um, <laughs> Range Rovers and uh, had the uh, the nice like Louis bag on right. display yeah. like and had like a personal photographer and all that stuff. I feel like did we talk? I can't remember whether or not we talked about this or it was a different show. I was talking. about. <laughs> we didn't talk about it because. But um, you know, he was definitely living silly. his best life, living and, his best several lives. And actually, yeah. uh, he got donkey of the day yeah. as well. Hey. But then he's su- he's suing. Act the latest with that is that he's suing, um, Howard University for uh like something like 11 million dollars or something like that i think He's that came out like last of night stealing four hundred twenty-nine thousand dollars in financial aid yep yep and now he's suing uh he's also suing a school so yo i'm looking at pictures of this cat in fur coats yo he was he is it's like literally worth yeah. yes this is like, and he got like it's like it's like uh oh all, all his captions and stuff like that it's like you know what i mean like, like bro, bosses only right like, yeah. Yo, it pictures says on the yacht. it's all kinds of stuff, dude. It's yo, this is this caption this picture says the wolf of Sixth Street. You know? <laughs> hey man. Oh no. So, and then this one says when you pass by homeless classmates on the way to brunch. Yeah. <laughs> yo. This yo, this, this scam this, guy, man. Yo. Man. The stu- they had the students and the, they took over the administrative office, I think. They also voted no confidence. On the president, so they're trying to get the university president out of the, out of pocket. Tyrone Hankerson. Yep, that's his name. Scam guy. Yeah. So just on, by the bro. name Tyrone, you guys can figure out. <laughs> hey, can you can figure it out for yourself? Tyrone jokes. You can figure it out. Figure it out for yourself. Oh no! And also, if but Howard University didn't give phone. away his race, I was gonna say. Uh, I was like, yeah, Tyrone. Yeah. <laughs> Tyrone. Because I was gonna say maybe he was in cahoots with uh, our man. Uh, Englander or whatever, but there's no way he would have he would have <laughs> been in all. on that with him. No, no not at all. Uh, this reminds me of a story a couple of years ago. He would have gotten a banana on that fur coat. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago this dude by the name of Malachi Love Robinson. Name sounds familiar. The doctor. The doctor. Yeah, so this yeah, dude that yeah. opened up his own doctor practice in Florida had patients, had a staff, had pictures. Had everything. Like, the dude, he was like 14. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, like a, he was like a kid. Right? <laughs> he was a kid. And he's talking about, he's doing interviews on the news. You know? he's, showing, he's showing off a building off he just leased. Exactly. He was driving, <laughs> like, the dude was driving a Mercedes. Yeah. He's um, showing off his building, talking about this is the new uh, uh, love, you know, love Mal- Dr. Malachi Love Robinson, you know, Dr. Sweet, whatever the name of his, right. his doctor's office was. But he had people investing into him. Amen. First of all, I'm not mad that damn Florida. like dude, right. dude like you the fact that, that you could swindle that out. But he was he was taking money from old people, right. giving them like fake holistic treatments and all. So he um, he got into trouble. Then he came up to Virginia <laughs> and got into a, a, a check scam, wow. trying to buy a, a luxury vehicle. Mm. As if this dude didn't learn, right? But. You know. There's some good uh, YouTube clips of this of this dude. Uh, his interviews of, of his interviews are they're <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Damn, man. Yo, uh, they and he had a, and he had a mohawk. What doctor do you know has a mohawk? I don't want my <laughs> doctor goes, exactly. I don't want my doctor walking in with <laughs> a mohawk. Up, you know, and you and you need to get you know I don't know any kind of right, treatment. You know? <laughs> and if you see this dude walk in, like all right, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Right? Like, <laughs> like, nah, I'm you got to put that in a hairnet or something. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm not getting poked in the eye for this. Oh boy. Um... Oh, okay. That's uh, something interesting I heard on the news. Uh, Muhammad Ali's robe went on sale. Now, I'm not bringing this up because of the robe going on sale, but I'm just bringing it up to transition to Muhammad Ali. Um, does anybody know that famous picture of Muhammad Ali standing over top of Sonny Liston mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as if he just knocked Sonny Liston out? Yeah. A lot of them call it the phantom punch. Mm-hmm. They were saying that... Sonny threw the fight, right? Yeah, Sonny mm-hmm. threw the fight. But really... He got hit with a punch that he didn't see. But so with that iconic picture, Ali's clearly got his mouth opening up over top of him. And it looks like he's like talking the biggest trash ever. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But apparently Ali 
who also thought at that point in time that Liston was throwing a fight, was telling him to get, get up, up. Yeah. before you get us killed. Yeah. I can believe that. I, I never knew that. Uh, yeah. So that that changes that whole picture for me because, that, one, that's one of the most iconic pictures of Ali. Mm-hmm. That and the one in the pool. So they're saying there's a backstory with, like, Ali maybe he's supposed to, you know what I mean, not owe people money if he didn't knock him out. Right. Somebody well, and that's the, there was like a that. lot. But back then, I mean, there's still bookies into this. Yeah, you know, people got money. All, yeah. Criminalities yeah. all throughout boxing. But, yeah, they were saying sports. that listening through the fight, Ali really didn't connect. Ali's saying he really did hit him, but... Uh, it's just great. Uh, yeah, so that that picture is That's iconic. Nuts. Now it just changed everything. So let's go to the other picture of Ali when he's in the pool. And, you know, it's underwater. Yeah, taking like training and all that yeah. stuff, right? Ali couldn't swim. Well, that's why he was at the oh, bottom man. of the pool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he couldn't swim. That was Damn. The, and they had a, they, whoever the photographer was just thought it was a great idea to put Muhammad Ali in the pool to to show that that's how he trained for his fights. Dude was terrified of water. He couldn't stay swim. Stay losing, man. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Dang. A lot of people say Luke. <laughs> but you know, that's that's some that's some good history right there. I didn't I didn't know that. Um yeah. oh speaking of history, good transition. Uh 50th anniversary of the death of Martin Luther King. Yeah, man. What a time, you know what I mean? What to a- to for this to come about where it, you know, it felt like we were we made like a lot of progress and we kinda of like right back to where right. we were. <laughs> so <Right>. damn <laughs> fifty years later. So that was April fourth. I believe because yeah, uh, he was assassinated on my grandmother's birthday. Damn, uh, and that's also my Angela's birthday. But they were doing those big specials everywhere, and I was listening to on the radio um, that you don't realize that era. Like, can you can you imagine being in that era? Like, yeah, the pain that that these people felt. Like, this mm-hmm. was their this was their guy. Yeah, he is to them what Obama is to us. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I mean, he was. He had his struggles to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, like Obama had his struggles to get, you know, he was there, but he still had his struggles. They killed, they killed the quote unquote, the best of us. Meaning, right. yo, if anybody was going to get along with you, it was going to be ML. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is the dude that's talking about somehow nonviolently, you know what I mean? Right. Dissenting. Like right. mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of people who would love to be violent and exactly. you know what I mean? <laughs> Do this and a whole Malcolm X are complete right. opposites. And you kill but and I wanna s I want people to list find this on YouTube and there is an they played on the radio during one of DJ Rico DJ Rico was doing the mix and so he played all these uplifting songs or you know um I can't think of the word right now, but songs of oppression that mm-hmm. were right in that time. Negro spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, he played when they announced Martin Luther King was assassinated. Wow. So, Jeez. and I had never, maybe I heard it, but I never paid attention to it. But there's an interview, it's YouTube footage all over, but look up how people found out, how the world found out Martin Luther King was killed. Mm-hmm. And it's like five or six different people talking. Mm-hmm. But the one that like, was huge was Bobby Kennedy yeah. was given a, a press conference because he was running for, he was getting ready to run for whatever he was running for president mm-hmm. at the time. Right. And he announced Martin Luther King had just been assassinated and killed. And then you hear the, like the whole audience just drop like, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's a today. That's a gut punch to hear. Right. I believe that also James Brown had a concert in Boston uh, there's like a legendary story about and they and there's footage of this like he I believe on that night held a concert in order to keep Boston from rioting. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's why I think we associate a lot of things with music, our podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we title our name, our, our shows after songs, after songs, because music is like the one language that no matter who you are, what your beliefs are, the ultimate, the one language barrier that mm-hmm. we all can break down. Like there could be somebody in Japan that loves the same Jay-Z song that I love. Gives right. this person the same feeling that gives me or whatever, just rock song, whatever. But mute. And that's, that's crazy. Music was probably like the healing factor in that whole scenario. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, I encourage everyone to watch the documentary I'm Not Your Negro by Raul Peck. 
uh it's available on all those streaming platforms but uh you know it 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 definitely gives you a um a wonderful uh portrayal of people like martin luther king malcolm x um and and mega evers um on their struggles and then also a you know a really uh i think illuminating and biting uh, commentary just on the state of the U.S. at that time, and then it it also is you could apply it to today. Um, right. So you know, definitely check that right. check that documentary out. Definitely. All right. Well, not that we had a lot to say today. <laughs> uh, episode nine is just episode nine. It is yep. what it is. Um, what will be? Yeah. Uh, so before we go, let's. Uh, Let's transition everything that makes us happy. <laughs> so I want, I'm going to talk a quick collab real quick. So everybody loves A Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know one person that, that doesn't accept the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they yeah. they get, did a collab with Vans. Fire. And if it wasn't for CB right here, mm-hmm. I would have I would have missed out on the whole run. Wow. Actually, was CB told me first, and then another mm-hmm. co-worker of ours put me onto it too. Who's probably not into sneakers like well he's into sneakers but not into the certain sneakers I am into mm-hmm. but he's like hey did you know Vans was doing a a collab with Tribe Called Quest like mm-hmm. what so between both of them they made sure I was set right because <laughs> these Vans are super super dope crazy like and they're under eighty dollars yeah. like all yeah. of them like no matter what and that's the sad part it's is wonderful. the sad right. part is that the, the demand is high they're gonna flip them for a couple hundred absolutely right. that's what's gonna happen but. I was able to secure get my hand. Yeah, secure. I was able to secure me. And for up. anyone that's interested, they are doing a re-release. Yeah, May eighth. May right? 8th. That's what I said. May eighth. But yeah. So do y'all? Either one of you use the unlaced app? I'm giving them some free promo, but that's a good app. <laughs> unlaced. No. For, what, what's what's the yeah, what's the a, catch? Uh, it's nice. It's just a um app that keep it it aggregates from all the different shoe brand, shoe sites. So oh, I like, got you. Okay. Uh, shoe game and a bunch of other mm-hmm. um blogs. It'll put them all into one app. And then it also has an area where it gives you all the release dates. So you can check on all that. Try to stay up to date on all that. Um, gotcha. it, you can buy right from that app and it'll give you notifications if you have that set up. Dope. So, yeah. All right. Uh, for the soul. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So let's go around the room here. Um, not We don't have, well, we'll put cameras on. We'll take some pictures. Uh, I'll start with CB. CB, what are you, what are you, what are you rocking? In I got t- some, uh, some NMD XR1s. NMDs um, are so nasty, man. And, uh, I mean, here's the thing, cause I like, I love, I love the Nikes, you know, I love, I love the Jordans and everything, but Boost cushioning is the most comfortable insane. cushioning that I've ever worn in any shoe. So I have, I have Ultra Boosts, I got a couple pairs of NMDs, I got some EQT Boosts, like, I got, you know, some of the Hardens with the Boost in there. It's one of those things where I just think if I can get, it, especially if I can get them on a good deal, right, cause right. I got these joints for like ninety dollars off. Uh, from one of those sneaker like Twitter accounts, so they're like, "Hey, check check uh, Adidas sneaker got still. these." Sneaker, like sneaker still, if y'all up on that, that one's a really good um, Twitter account to yeah, follow nice. for when things are going yeah. stale. All right, yeah, but uh, yeah, we got a uh, we got some you know it's like a, a gray black with some red accents on there. Nice. Something to we we'll go, we'll post some pictures, flare a little bit. Uh, Superfly, I see a I see a white box in front yeah. of me. I'm, I am rocking my. He still got his dad my, shoes. My, my, my air dad, real slips. quick. You know, I keep but, it real. <laughs> The Air twenty dollars, please. Exactly, the Air Comforts. Uh, Vapor Max. Oh, okay. Yep. The pink and wow. 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 And you got to let me know what you think of wow. these after you wear them a couple of times, okay. because I, I got because I got the Vapor Max ninety seven. So they got the ninety seven upper mm-hmm. and everything. Wow. And I was telling Phil, I was telling Kaleo over there that after a couple of days. The cushioning felt more comfortable. It okay. probably wears that, into the that, right yeah. where it's supposed to be. Um, but no, these yeah, are mean, nasty, the, and the and these are light. Yeah, I know. Like, I was the, I was shocked by how light they were. Yeah, those, these those are lighter are than yours. Yeah, because oh, yeah, it's yeah, got yeah, the yeah, this yeah, the flyer, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah mine, no, mine yeah. are mine are definitely not for uh, function. That's for sure. We're gonna take some. Those are nice. Yeah, with the uh, pink accents on there. Yeah, nasty. Fire flame. Yeah, no. You got some heat on your feet though. Uh so. Uh, put, I put we did the unboxing when I had these, but yeah, I am wearing the the night um, the Jordan Eleven Lows nightshades. Nightshades, uh, and they've got the, like the green snakeskin around mm-hmm. instead of patent leather. Mm-hmm. Something slight, 
Yeah. Time's flight. Time's flight. Uh, and I'm trying my hardest to look at this clock, get us <laughs> under an hour because we've been we've been going in overtime lately, yeah. right. and we are right there at 59:35 and right. counting. Right. So, all right, uh, fellas, I'm glad we were able to do this yep. this week because uh, our normal recording night is WrestleMania. Yep. So we're gonna be. Uh, we gonna be partying for WrestleMania. You know, yeah. <laughs> Y'all going out or anything? Or we're my going crib. To? My crib. Okay, so right. the yep. invitation's still up if you want to come. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can be able to do that. Let's do that. All right. Yeah. All right. Episode 10. Let's make it grand. Let's we do are it. something else. All right, bros. Peace. 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 We are.